You're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello and welcome to Dear Alice. Today we are talking about trends that excite us and trends that should stop. This is a question we get a lot, isn't it, Sue? It is. People are so nervous about falling into that trend that that they don't think that they're going to be able to live with or that they'll get shamed for or their kids will constantly make fun (laughs) of their hair because it's from the 80s or whatever it is. They're so afraid. And I feel like we need to give people some confidence to to go ahead and lean into certain things Mm -hmm. and and then also know know when to play it safe. Yeah, and know what to avoid. Yes. I think is something that we should talk about. I feel like people, every time, especially when we get back from market, people are like, so what's the new color? What's the new trend? And and we can go off, but if they don't love that color, it doesn't make any sense for them. So Uh I think that's something we want to touch on too. Today is just really figuring out you and what you are drawn to, because that's what will be the most long, long lasting, I think in a home and we'll get more into it. But our question today is from at Tal Gardner and they are asking, we are planning on remodeling our home and I'm always wondering what is considered trendy versus timeless? Hmm, That is a great question. Trendy, I think um, Sue was talking about how her mom, she loves looking at slideshows. Talk about that, Sue. Yeah, my mom has one of those digital picture frames sitting on top of her mantle. And as much as like when she first got it, I was like, oh, mom, do we really want that up there? We could find a prettier picture frame. And But it's been so much fun. Like whenever anybody's in that room, grandkids, aunts and uncles, and there's even like a movie going on, somebody's always watching that frame and seeing all these different pictures and she's scanned in every image um, since like the fifties and sixties, like, or in like of her parents. And it's so much fun to watch my mom's hairstyles change, you know, from the fifties to the sixties when she had a bouffant. And then when she had kids and she went to a pixie and, and it's so much fun just that she was noticing what was currently happening. And it does take you back to that decade. And I'm like, what if she just had the same haircut her whole life. Like we wouldn't be able to really tell like when, when that was and what was going on in history and culturally and, you know, and pop and everything. So uh, I, yeah, just, we were talking about that and just how important it is to lean into trends that you personally love and represent you mm-hmm. because those, I can see my mom and all those different decades and how those haircuts kind of like talked about her stage in life and what she was doing and what was important to her. And so same thing with our houses. Like we really do. I think we always want to learn more about our clients. And when we start to design for anybody, we want to learn more about them because it doesn't make sense for us to just like, again, find all the trends that we see at market and to throw it at everybody. Cause it won't make sense for everybody. That dress might not fit her the right way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so important to understand you and, and what you're drawn to. And that's what we'll always, you know, be classic. And if you love something, go for it. Yeah. So good. I love that. I think that trends are something that we should lean into because it's, it's this proof that we're alive, right? It shows us Mm, um, our own (laughs) style and the things that we're loving. And I I feel like it's okay to um, lean into something like that, even in your homes a little bit, because if you had, like you're talking about with your mom, the same long, straight brown hair your whole life, 
your images wouldn't be as beautiful to look at and you probably wouldn't stand around and giggle at that picture frame forever. Right. I mean, even if we think about through the ages, like pop and Michael Jackson and Britney Spears and, you know, all of the people that we've loved through the ages, it's Mm. so fun how hard hard that they're leaning into those trends. And so I think the people that are listening to this podcast are design enthusiasts Mm -hmm. in some way. And, um, you know, you don't want to make mistakes, but at the same time, like you love design and it's okay to lean into something for seven years. Maybe just think of it like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or there are some pieces that you're going to buy and love forever and they'll always be in your collection, but it's okay to do things that are going to, that are going to, maybe your taste is going to change. We even just get sick of things, I feel like, Mm -hmm. even if we've just had it for a long time, right? Maybe it's even a classic and we bought like a really traditional classic rug, but our eyeballs are just so sick of looking at that things 10 years later. And we're like, you know what? I know you're classic, but you're red. And I'm so sick of red, you know? And it's just that we get sick of things. So just buying the things that we love, um, I think are going to be one of those more timeless things because it's, it's so you. As far as like what's trending right now, we could talk about a few things that we think are trending right now, but that doesn't mean Um, and we can talk about things that we think are classic, but there's always these ebbs and flows. Like Mm -hmm. we all remember when, um, these more cottagey pottery barn looks were the thing. And then it seemed to move into like an industrial movement. Do you remember when it was like brick walls and so raw Edison light bulbs (laughs) and you know what I mean? Um, chandeliers made out of pipes and connectors and, it seemed like industrial was all the rage mm-hmm. and there was this big European Tuscan, um, phase and, um, right it's now, huge in Utah. Oh yeah. Real big here. So it was so European here in Utah. No, um, and then I think we went into like this really cleaned up phase. Everybody was really sick of the heavy, heavy decorating. And then everybody wanted more modern transitional looks. Um, we've, we've seen a lot of gray and we're out of that phase now. Yeah, That is something we're going to excuse you from. Yes. And <laughs> don't think that that's classic. Yeah. And now we're back to really color not. again. Yeah. Yes. So there's always something that's trending, right? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be something that authentically connects with somebody more than others. The industrial movement might really like, like really connect with, I feel like a lot of men still mm-hmm. really love that look and it's edgy and, um, uh, I just, I think that everything's going to speak to a different one of us. I also feel like right now, traditional is something that's trending right now, Nothing. which is such a funny statement. Say traditional <laughs> no, is trending, super trendy. but I, f- I find that one of the things that people want us to do so often for them is for us to create, um, the custom millwork drawings for them for their entryways, because they want paneling to reach from the floor to the second story or, mm-hmm. They want us to add, um, you know, larger moldings or beautiful traditional balustrades, or they want a a carpet runner on their stairs, which is also very traditional. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a lot of, a lot of traditional work right now. We're kind of mixed masters and we're mixing in other influences, but traditional is trending. Yeah. That is so crazy to hear out loud. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. And I think again, like you said, that just ebbs and flows and like they're going, they don't want that raw industrial look anymore and they want some more refinement and that's where they're seeing it. And I think it is so interesting what you're saying. Some people might still like that industrial look. So I really like, again, it's all about like cueing into what you love and then you can figure out ways to mix it up and add new trends into those things. Cause like we always say, we love when we can have traditional meats more modern that tension is so interesting and the spaces become so dynamic. 
And it starts to tell a really interesting story about the person that lives there. And so understanding you and your family and what you love and embracing trends that you're drawn to and then getting rid of them when you're done with them and finding ways to do that. Obviously we can't like if, if you really think a purple kitchen is for you <laughs> for a long term, go for it. But if, if you're not that bold, maybe white is an okay thing. And we see white a lot right now. And people are asking like, are white kitchens trendy? And to that we say, no, they've always been in style. And it just is a matter of what your style is and what you're personally drawn to, you know, and what you want to be surrounded for. Cause that's obviously an investment, right? But we can always change out your hardware, your lighting, the color on the walls. Those are things that are easy to yeah. switch up with the trends, you know, your runners, those things. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to pop your old yep. backsplash off and put something new in. And yeah, yeah, definitely the white kitchen is always, I think always going to be timeless. That would be something, you know, worth investing in and knowing that it has staying power. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care your sleep health. If you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah. One thing that Jess was talking about today too was just that power of, you know, when we did have all those muddy colors in that kind of Tuscan era, Um, everybody after that just kind of wanted to go white. Like we want to extract color and try and kind of reset, put the reset button and see, I think, and I think white is a good way to, if you're unsure of what color you want to go with, don't go with gray, probably go with a warmer white or something to start with. If you're like on this design exploration and paint everything white and then start to figure out where you want to inject color in your powder rooms, what patterns you're drawn to, what colors are exciting you at that moment. And then you can start to add those things on top of your walls. And, and I think that that's a good way to begin. I don't know Mm -hmm. this kind of evolution of design. I think more than, more than ever design is at the forefront of everybody's, you know, heads. Cause we see it on Instagram. We see it on Pinterest, like more than ever people are watching for design and it's so exciting. It's like this little renaissance, I feel like, where people are really starting to discover who they are and what they love and what they're drawn to, what they want to be surrounded by. And I think trends obviously 
there's something to embrace, you know? And again, I love that you said, you know, it proves that you're alive in that moment. And I look back and I'm in my, you know, late thirties, but I look back at like my hairstyles and Mm -hmm. I've had some kooky stuff, you guys, but I always said, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for my posterity. Yeah. You know, like just. You'll yeah. be so much fun for, to look at. I know. All your pictures. Those asymmetrical days. Yeah. Oh man. But it, it really is fun to, to look back and like in our homes and see what we were drawn to and to have like some lasting power and be like, that's one that lasted. Mm-hmm. I still love that art mm-hmm. or I still love that piece. And and yeah. To, to add to that, Jess, like you told me something one time, like, it's just like, do what excites you. I remember you like mm-hmm. saying that and that like really like struck a chord with me. Cause I'm like, yeah, like why just like, why feel neutral about something? Like why not kind of like not care either way. Mm-hmm. And, um, this like last Christmas season, I was watching the Casey Musgraves, um, Christmas special on Amazon prime and like every, like on her set, like every different room is like this funky color. Yeah. And it was so refreshing and exciting to like, um, to like see and my wife and I were just like wow like this bathroom is like all like kind of pale blue and we were like that is would be so rad just to like be in there and like totally. you know what I mean like get yeah. ready every day and the the library like scene was like a warm teal and it was just like so cool it was like like um floor to ceiling was like warm teal and I was like that is so rad it'd be so cool just to be a part of that and that's something that excites me so it kind of like got my mind thinking like uh, I pretty much have like white walls right now. I think maybe I was doing a little bit of a reset, but you know, at some point, like I just want to like go all in and just yeah. do what I love at in this moment right now. Cause that's really what's exciting rather than just like phoning something in, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's an expression of you, yeah. you know, it's kind of your palette, your home is. And, and, and it's, it's obviously the biggest investment I think any of us will ever make is, you know, investing in a home and then continuing to make it our own through the years, whatever it is that we're feeling um, as we get to know those rooms more and the functions more and how we use it, you know, that we're like, you know what? I never used this guest bedroom. It's going to become my studio or my office or whatever. And this is how I want to feel. I have a girlfriend that's a potter and um, the clay maven, and we sell a lot of her pottery here. And she texted me and said, I think I'm going to paint my studio black and I want to paint my table avocado green. And I was like, all in for sure. And then you should shoot all your pots on that green table against that black backdrop. And it would be so stunning. You know what I mean? But she's like, I just, those are my favorite colors. And I love it. Is that crazy? And I'm like, why would it be crazy to do what you love? That doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, of course you should do that. Yeah. (laughs) And good. And congratulations for knowing what you want to do. And I think that that's the journey that we're all on is like, what do I love? what do I dare do? Right. The other members of the household that we, sh- that we share the home with, like making sure that they're not completely morally opposed to it, but it is a self-expression. And so to just live in a neutral home, you know, might, I don't know, maybe you're not, maybe you're not really deep digging deep into like what you really want, or maybe you grew up in a household that was so full of c- color and crazy that all you've ever craved is a white home. So that's really great too. But we all kind of know innately what we want to feel like, you know, and what we want that sense of home to feel like when we walk through those doors. It's just unique to you and what you need to have that sit right in your biorhythms. And you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. just something. And and then of course you can change it and yeah. then change it again. Um, I remember reading a, a design book and they said, how do you keep your pipeline full? 
And um, the designer said, well, every seven years they come back and we do it again, you know, her clients. And I was like, oh my gosh, seven years. <laughs> that is so crazy to think about. But we've been open for 11 years now and we are starting to see clients. We've, we've seen clients come the back yeah, yeah a couple of times, back. which is really, really fun to get to reimagine their space with them or just make little baby facelifts to it because they're just wanting and craving something that's a little bit different or a little new because Fresh. they love design and mm -hmm. they've experienced more than, than the last thing that was trending. So it's okay if it's trending and it's okay if you get sick of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can make little tweaks. It doesn't mean that you're going to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. You're going to still keep that white kitchen, but we're just going to update your hardware and, you know, maybe your faucet, you didn't change the first time around and it's leaking now, or you need a new one, or maybe that leaky faucet is the reason why you're wanting to reinvent your kitchen. There's always, you know, an excuse. Um, so yeah, I know our COO, Anna, she had her dishwasher break. And it um, snowballed into brand new wood floors and a new kitchen island. And girl. Yeah, and changing <laughs> things up. So sometimes there's something in your life that will also like throw a wrench in your system and then it gives you an excuse to rethink your kitchen. Yeah, make lemonade. You yeah, know I mean? and, and yeah. it's okay to lean into something that you're really feeling in the moment. You know, she did a blue island, which is really fun. Her house originally came with a white island, so... Anyway, it's okay to trend. And um, I think it's just proof that you're paying attention to who you are and leaning into your passions and leaning into fashion too. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably love those things. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid of that. And, yep. and stop worrying about what other people think. Oh, I've, I've found don't that ask myself. Your neighbor. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> yes. you, you know what I mean? What's my mother in law going to think? Or, you know, it's just yeah. like, quit doing that. Like, totally. Yeah. That's not fun. That's no, not fun to do. And, get, and, and when you're a kid, like you don't worry about that. You just do what you, you know what I mean? Exactly. You do what you wear, what you want to wear, you wear, you know, rain boots in the summer. Like it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it you know? doesn't just matter. Do what you want. Yeah. I love don't ask your neighbor too. Yeah. ask the person that knows you the very best. Yeah. I would ask Jess, obviously, if I was like going to make like a big, bold decision, I'm like, this is me. And she'll be like, yep, that's you. Or actually... Yeah. Yeah. I saw this one thing. You should consider this. And I'd be like, you're right. That is, that is me. Yeah. And so unless it's, if it's someone that you really respect or even on, I always say like people's people's style only almost goes as far as like who they follow on Pinterest. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you're only following, you know, your neighbors on the left and right of you on Pinterest, you're only going to see what they're seeing. You're going to see shiplap over and over again, or, you know, things that might not inspire you, but you'll just kind of, it'll be your default button and be like, I guess I like that. Cause that's what I'm exposed to. Mm -hmm. But if you go, even go to, go to the library, go to Barnes and Noble, start looking at magazines and trying to like note what you like or designers names and like start to look up even the 8100 that's architectural, like top 100 designers, look up those designers and start to look at their Instagrams and see what you're being drawn to. And you'll be so inspired and so surprised. We share a new influencer, like a kind of a desi new design profile every Monday, just with our inside group. And we follow a lot of designers mm -hmm. and a lot of influencers. And it's every Monday I, I get a new person in my feed that's inspiring me, mm -hmm. you know, and just stretching my mind to be like, I'm actually drawn to that consistently. Like, I think I need to live with that. Yeah. So it's, I think it's so important to just continue to you know, do that for our brains and for our spaces. Cause our spaces are so emotional. 
And you're always in that space. And it's the backdrop for your life. It's the backdrop for your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And your kids are going to remember these things. Do you remember things about your parents' house? Oh, gosh. When they leaned into, leaned yes, into a trend. And totally. you talk about Polly and RL's house a lot. Yes. What trends did they, did they embrace that... Oh, all of them. I mean, gosh. Yeah. And they, you know what, they love decorating too, which was really, really fun as a kid to grow up in a home that um, was changing or we were involved in helping wallpaper. I remember the bathtub being, um, you know, having a couple inches of water in it and the the rolls of um, wallpaper reverse rolled laying in there, just getting all pasty and goopy so that we could you know, throw them up on the wall together. And it was really fun. And, and it's, it's okay for your kids to have a home that changes every decade or, or that makes tweaks to it. So don't be so risk averse that you can't, that you can't actually make a decision on what you want to do. One of the exercises that's really helpful for, um, for us in the design center, me personally at home is, I know that there's Pinterest and you can pin a lot of things, but if you can pin a bunch of things up on the wall or just tape some of your favorite things to one of your white walls and you're like, room, I don't know who you're going to be yet. I don't know what your personality is or your identity, but let's just, I'm going to start taping some stuff to the wall and I'm just going to start feeling it in the space. Maybe it's your empty living room and um, you just tape things in there every day and just start looking at it pretty soon. You're going to start to see a common thread and you're going to be like, holy smokes, I had no idea, but I love draperies. Every one of these rooms has drapes or I love a dark living room. I would have thought for sure I was going to just paint this thing taupe or there's just always, you start to see these common denominators of things that you love. And then those are the things that can start to answer your questions. It is paralyzing working for yourself and trying to make decisions on your own. And that's when, that's why you try to crowdsource it. That's why you're like asking your neighbor and asking your mother-in-law and asking everybody And then you're getting their noise in your head and it starts to dilute it. And so that's when sometimes it's fun to work with a professional. And we work with a lot of people that are like, I'm the one that gives all my friends decorating advice. How come I can't do this for myself? And you're like, because it's you and and it's paralyzing. You can see it going one of any 20 ways and being happy with it. But we Mm -hmm. have to choose one, right? So looking for the common denominators and making sense of how you really want to live um, in the trends or in the lifestyle that you really want, that's where, um, that's where you got to kind of get real with yourself and decide. I think one of the things that's so inspiring to us right now, I don't know how many of you have seen Very Ralph. It's um, an HBO documentary and it is so incredible because you see Ralph Lauren and Ralph isn't ever trending. And they make that point in the show a couple times, he is about creating a lifestyle and he has lots of different properties of his own. He has a home in Jamaica, one in Aspen, one in Manhattan. They all have completely different identities. When you see Ralph dress, um, a a lot of times, or a lot of what you see on the show is him in Western attire Mm -hmm. and he dresses as though he's a character and he's all in with it. Like these are his sets. Yes. Yeah. His life is, it's a lifestyle that Mm -hmm. he's living and, and that he, he imagines for himself because he didn't have much growing up in the Bronx. You know, it's not that he grew up in this preppy lifestyle. It's this beautiful life that he's imagined. And we all have to take the time to imagine what we want for ourselves. And we can't crowdsource that. It's something that's just innately living inside of our bodies that we are like, this is the life that I want. 
And you and your um, significant other can decide that if you live with somebody or if you live alone, you're so lucky and you get to just figure it out for yourself who you are. Um, but it, it does have to come inside of you and it's okay if that changes. In fact, okay. expect it to. And it's not a waste of money. No. You know, it's a self-discovery. Exactly. It's such a journey. And the thing I love about that documentary too is when they talk about when he was newly married, him and Ricky were newly married, and they just lived in this small little place. I think it was in New York. And they would like go down to the street and they'd go to this place. And they just like, when they had money, they'd just like buy some furs and they'd throw them all over the ground. And, and just like looking at his, like seeing his evolution too, on like how he always knew what he was drawn to and he was always drawn to fashion, but just how that evolved into these lifestyles, I think is interesting too. Cause you look at these people and you assume that they've just always known. Mm-hmm. Right. But even, even him just like kind of discovering each of these things that are just part of his book, you know, like things that he actually loves places he loves that he wants to be reminded of is so inspiring. And you start to think about your life. You're like, what is like, what's my DNA look like, you know, mm-hmm. visually on my walls, you know, like mm-hmm. what would make sense and be inherently me and the people I live with. And that's really exciting. That's when a house has soul. Mm-hmm. I think that last layer we'll do houses all day long, but it's usually the last layer of art, that lifestyle that really start to describe that client, you know, especially if they're not all into like colors and pattern mixing or like that can, you can start to see their soul coming out into the house, like on those base layers. But yeah, it's, it's really fascinating to work with people and different personalities and try and try and dissect what they love. And I think that that's such a good exercise and we're giving you permission to just figure out you. And, and I think that that's really empowering. Mm-hmm. Cheers. So to sum it up, um, we have a really great quote. It says, style is very personal. It has nothing to do with fashion. Fashion is over quickly. Style is forever. So to the question of trending versus timeless, we would say, figure out what your style is. It's your personal style. And don't worry about what's in fashion so much because fashion will maybe fail you or maybe it will be a funny picture to look at over the decade but just figure out what your style is, your lifestyle, how you want to live. I think that's one of the things that was so inspiring to us about that Ralph Lauren documentary, Very Ralph, is seeing that he was all in and creating these lifestyles. It wasn't trends that he was trying to create. It was that he really, really wanted to be all in with it. And he's created some beautiful lifestyles for himself, whether it be the Manhattan penthouse or his place in Aspen that's very Western and and ranch style, um, we can all be all in with whatever it is that we want to feel at the end of the day for our sense of home. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 